capturing images of people across China, exploring its ever-changing lifestyles and feeling the heartbeat of its villages, towns and cities. This is Selfie. This is Selfie. Giving you real-life stories in China. 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 Hello and welcome to this edition of Selfie. I'm your host, Tony Reed. China is traditionally an agricultural nation, but decades of rapid economic expansion have transformed the country into an urbanized one. Now more than 6 in 10 Chinese live in cities and take non-farming jobs. While many young people still migrate to cities for better lives, some others have found new opportunities in the countryside. These people, in their 20s and 30s, and well-educated, have launched various startups or farms to make agricultural innovations or apply the newest technology. As they transform the agricultural sector, their presence and activities have brought new dynamics to life in the countryside, attracting urban residents back for sightseeing or recreation. One of their testing grounds is a modern agricultural park, rather like an urban industrial one, in the city of Suzhou, East China's Jiangsu province, Wu Jia reports. The Yuting Modern Agricultural Development Park is in the northwest of Suzhou, a modern city next to China's economic hub of Shanghai. As well as paddy fields, the park is home to row after row of greenhouses, clean paved roads, streetlights, and beautiful lawns dotted with cute farmhouses. On this vast park with its broad paved roads, cars are the mode of transport, a thing unimaginable in many parts of China's countryside. As we get out of our car, a tall, bespectacled young man leads us to his greenhouse. Stepping into the greenhouse, rows of greenery catch our attention, though we don't know exactly what vegetables are being grown here. Our host, Hao Qidong, tells us it's a wide variety. We are experimenting with growing vegetables without fertilizers, pesticides or herbicides. So this is organic cultivation. There are 28 kinds of vegetables in this greenhouse to demonstrate our growing technologies. We've improved the soil and adopted the biological methods of repelling pests. Over there are tomatoes, here are cucumbers. Pumpkins, okras, eggplants and peppers are over there. Confident in the quality of his products, Hao picks a few cucumbers and happily asks us to try them. Sensing our reluctance, how says they are safe once the dust is wiped off. He himself has several bites of the cucumber before we put his products to our mouths. It turns out that the risks we've taken to eat the cucumbers without washing them properly are rewarded by its taste, much better than what we buy from an urban market. But how did this young agricultural expert bring out such a tasty product without using chemical pesticides and fertilizers? How explains that anti-pest devices installed around the crops are sending no-go zone signals to the pests through light reflections and emitting mitrine, a kind of plant extract repulsive to pests? Mm. We can drive away the pests from the crops biologically. This area has been installed with the biological anti-pest devices. When they come close, the pests receive visual or nervous signals that is not safe for them, so they stay away from this area. The improved soil, 
also provides healthy nutrients for the plants so that their immunity is enhanced. 当土壤改良之后，植物的免疫力就会提高。At the same time, the soil must be improved to help the plants avoid being harmed by the pests. After the soil is improved, the immunity of the plants will improve. How Chidong and his team use bacteria to make the soil fertile. He points out that soil is key in cultivating organic and green agro products. 我们的菌其实进去之后，可以让恢复土壤肥力，它自然就会开始粉碎。After bacteria are used, the hardened soil will decompose and its fertility will be restored. The hardening of the soil is caused by excessive use of chemical fertilizers and pesticides. The soil is actually a living system. If you use chemical pesticides that permeate the soil, the earthworms and bacteria in the soil will be killed. As a result, the soil is dead. So to restore the fertility of the damaged soil, we have to first stop using chemical fertilizers and pesticides. With improved soil and environment-friendly anti-pest methods, Hao says his greenhouse is cultivating not only quality products, but also experimenting with new kinds of vegetables. Hao introduces to us one of his new products, which has yellow skin and is in the shape of a zucchini. This kind of vegetable originates from Central America. We've made some improvements on it. It's actually a hybrid of squash and zucchini. We call it banana zucchini, which sells well on the market. Hao and his team go to the greenhouse every day to record agro data, including temperature, humidity, yields and pests. The team belongs to an agro company Hao launched at the beginning of 2018 in the Yuting Agricultural Park. It's in cooperation with Nanjing University, a renowned higher learning institute in China. Being chief executive of the 11-member startup, Hao says they are exploring a new agro business model. Our company focuses on two ends of the agricultural chain. The first is the testing of farming technologies, the other is the marketing and agricultural brand. Through these two arms, we connect the agricultural production process. If you only sell technologies to the farmers, how will they sell the end products? If you only sell the products, then how can you control the quality of the products? So our model is to connect these ends of the agricultural chains. Hao says his time is split between office work, scouting for business partners and investment, and farm work, attending to his vegetables in the greenhouse. He says it takes three to five years to gather adequate agro-data before they can be analyzed and applied to develop a mature and marketable agro-technology. But the young entrepreneur sees great market potential along with Chinese consumers' increasing demand for quality farm products. Though in the early stage of development, Hao says his company is committed to contributing to China's agricultural innovation while tapping into the expanding agro-market. Hao Qidong and his company is part of the Yuting Agricultural Park's efforts to upgrade local agriculture and rural life. In the second part of this story, we'll take a look at some of the other new technology being applied in Yuting and elsewhere in China. But first, let's take a short break. Stay tuned. Studio Plus, a feast of news, culture, and views. All right, let's go. 
Tune in to meet some fascinating people, share their stories. China is one of the great creative countries. Old Beijing style. Exclusively Chinese musicals. Studio Plus, something fresh. Then add in your mushrooms. Something fun. Something more. Studio Plus. Studio Plus. What matters to China increasingly matters to the world. Keep up to date with the latest news and events about the Middle Kingdom with the China Plus app. Up-to-the-minute reports, live streaming audio, insightful opinion on everything China-related, facts, figures, and language learning resources at your fingertips. Everything in focus, all in one place. Search for China Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Capturing images of people across China. Exploring its ever-changing lifestyles and feeling the heartbeat of its villages, towns, and cities. This is selfie. This is selfie. Giving you real-life stories in China. 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 You've been listening to selfie. Now Wu Jia takes us to meet a computer technician helping with agriculture in the Yuting Agricultural Park. Ge Wuming is a member of the technical staff who have made the operation of modern agriculture in Yuting possible. The young man, a native of Suzhou but with a rural background, studied computers at Suzhou Polytechnic Institute of Agriculture. In 2014, when he graduated from college, the Yuting Modern Agricultural Development Park was just recruiting computer personnel. With his relevant educational background, Ge Wuming signed up and came to the park. Now he's responsible for the technical management and maintenance of the modern farmland. With his suggestions, the agricultural park built a remote control and monitoring system to help the farmers who grow crops there. In the central command room, Ge explains how the system works. Various kinds of sensors are installed in the greenhouses. We can monitor and control the temperature and humidity in the fields with the sensors. You know, after I click a button on my computer in the central command room, the equipment installed in the fields will work according to my signals. With the remote computer control system, 40 greenhouses in the agricultural park are fully automated. When it's fine, the plastic films covering the greenhouses will roll up and letting the sunshine. Once Ge Wuming sends a signal from his computer, the temperature, humidity, and light of the greenhouses are all under his control. Standing inside one of the greenhouses, Ge Wuming explains the modern irrigation system. In the past, we needed to irrigate with water pipes. Now the water pipes are installed above. As long as we switch on the nozzles, they will sprinkle automatically. This system imitates the natural environment. It's like raining, which is more suitable for plant growth. In fact, the modern agricultural management system is not limited to the Yuting Agricultural Park in the developed Jiangsu Province. In the underdeveloped Guizhou Province in southwest China, big data technologies have been used to transform local traditional farming practices. A program on China's popular social media platform WeChat called Fu Nongbao has been linking farmers with agricultural experts. 
about 400 agricultural experts working on it, and give advice to farmers based on the detailed data collected by the program. In Jilin province in northeast China, satellites are being used to help manage the rice paddies. The Changguang Satellite Technology Company, based in the provincial capital of Changchun, says its Jilin-1 satellite is widely applied in agriculture and forestry in Jilin, a major rice-cultivating region in China. The company says a satellite can produce images of a 200-square-kilometer field in just half an hour and offer information such as growth, yield and seedling emergence rate. So far, several counties in the province have set up zones piloting the method. The changing farming methods in Jiangsu, Guizhou and Jilin provinces are part of the national efforts to transform traditional farming with cutting-edge technologies. To finance the transformation, the Agricultural Development Bank of China announced in September 2016 that it would lend at least 3 trillion yuan or 450 billion US dollars by 2020 for the modernization of China's agricultural industry. The bank is one of the country's main policy lenders, which lends in line with government policy. Now let's take a short break. Then in the final part of this story, We'll take a look at how college-educated young people are contributing to the revival of rural dynamics and rural tourism. Stay tuned. Studio Plus, a feast of news, culture, and views. All right, let's go. Tune in to meet some fascinating people, share their stories. China is one of the great creative countries. Old Beijing style. Exclusively Chinese musicals. Studio Plus, something fresh. Then add in your mushrooms. Something fun. Something more. Studio Plus. Studio Plus. What matters to China increasingly matters to the world. Keep up to date with the latest news and events about the Middle Kingdom with the China Plus app. Up-to-the-minute reports, live streaming audio, insightful opinion on everything China-related, facts, figures, and language learning resources at your fingertips. Everything in focus, all in one place. Search for China Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Capturing images of people across China Exploring its ever-changing lifestyles and feeling the heartbeat of its villages, towns and cities. This is Selfie. This is Selfie. Giving you real-life stories in China. China, China, China. You've been listening to Selfie. Now let's tag along with Wujia to see how a group of young people in the town of Wangting are contributing to the revival of rural dynamics. Decades of urbanization and an outflow of migrant workers from the countryside have left many Chinese villages drained of working-age young people. A revival of rural life and vitality calls for both an upgrading of farming practices and a stream of young, well-educated people back to the countryside. In the town of Wangting in the northwest suburb of Suzhou, signs are emerging of a dynamic rural life created by a growing number of such people, starting with Lin Yaping over a decade ago. Lin is the forerunner in terms of going back to work and live in the villages of Wangting after receiving a university education. In 2008, she graduated from Yangzhou University in Jiangsu province, where she majored in plant nutrition and soil science. 
The then fresh graduate came to Wangting to work as a technician at a local vegetable production base. She earned just 2,800 yuan a month, a low wage compared with what a fair job in the city could offer. No wonder one year later, the young woman wanted to change her job. But she was persuaded by a local village official to stay. To create new sources of income for her, Lin was encouraged to lease about one hectare of land to grow strawberries. Although the young woman had an academic degree in agriculture, she had no experience of planting. Her first try failed. The strawberries barely grew at all. Those that did grow didn't even make it off the vines, as she didn't know how to get them to market. Lin recalls that the setback dealt her a blow. I borrowed the money from my father to start my strawberry undertaking. In the next year, I suffered a loss amounting to some 60,000 yuan, so I was in urgent need of money. At that time, I thought I was just a common farmer and hadn't reached the level of starting a business. Fortunately, township officials noted my difficulty and said that my undertaking qualified for government support as it was a business creation, so they arranged a bank loan for me. With local government support, Lin got a 50,000 yuan bank loan to help her survive her failure. Lin's strawberry farm later gradually came on track. Now over 10 years old, her family farm has grown to about 5 hectares. Lin Yaping has established her own strawberry brand called Lin Mei Mei, and it sells well on the market. She says the farm can earn 700,000 yuan a year with her strawberry business, a fairly handsome income. Now herself a successful strawberry farmer, Lin says growing the fruit is still a delicate job. The strawberries planted by inexperienced farmers will die easily. For example, the roots of the fruit have to be properly buried in the soil and the soil on top of the roots must be pressed a little bit. Otherwise, any strawberries with the roots exposed outside the soil will die after being watered and baked by the sunlight. Each strawberry seedling costs us some 80 cents, so if one dies, it costs us about 1 yuan if we take into account workers' wages. Growing quality strawberries needs delicate work, experience and technology. For years, Lin Yaping had been one of the few and even only young people to have a college degree and work as a farmer in Wangting. The situation has changed in recent years thanks to her example and local government efforts to attract young talent. In 2012, four years after Lin Yaping came to Wangting, officials in the town established the Yuting Agricultural Park to upgrade local farming and attract entrepreneurial young people. Wang Ting now boasts scores of young people deemed a new type of farmer, working for various agricultural undertakings. Lin says she and her peers are helping create an environment for other young people aspiring to try their luck in agriculture. Agriculture as a career can also be decent. In Wangting, the local authorities have given us a lot of support. As a new career farmer here, we all feel life is good. 
More than 40 young people here share this identity. We feel hope and strength and no longer a sense of inferiority compared with non-agriculture careers. So the key for the countryside to attract talent is to create an environment for them to work and live happily here. For anyone who wants to jump into agriculture, Lin offers her heartfelt and hard-won advice. You have to first get familiar with and learn about the actual farm job you plan to take. While aiming to start your own agro-business, you should first work for a farm or agricultural company for a year to gain actual farm experience. With such experience, you might face fewer difficulties when you start your own business. Now, with her farm well on track, Lin sets her eyes on promoting rural life among urban residents, especially children. What my farm aims to do is to promote knowledge about agriculture among children. Since 2017, we have been teaming up with a rice farm to let children from the cities find out about farm work, such as harvesting rice, as well as experience life on a farm. For example, I personally take them to my farm. When they come across a caterpillar or other little wild insects or animals, they are very happy. At this moment, I will tell them some things about farming. Lin herself has a son and a daughter, both in primary school. She says they often have fun in the open air against the backdrop of beautiful scenery and promising farmland. In her leisure time, Lin may go to a newly opened cafe near her farm, chatting and hanging out with friends. The cafe's owner is Lu Fengying. Though Lu is a native of Wangting, she previously worked in the city not thinking of returning to the dull and stagnant hometown of her memory. It's only a year ago that she launched a 300-square-meter cafe in Wangting after she found the dynamics and attraction of the revived rural life. I came back because of the attraction of Lin Mei Mei's strawberries. I heard that Lin Mei Mei's strawberries were very good, so I brought my family and friends here to buy and eat these strawberries each year. During these visits, I got familiar with my hometown again and found it's different from how I remember. At the same time, I thought there should be a cafe to serve tourists and local residents, so I opened a cafe here. With Lin Yaping's strawberry farm and other farms, the cafe is contributing to and benefiting from a booming local rural tourism. During the peak tourist season in March and April, our cafe is fully occupied with customers. People even have to wait for a weekend seat. The three-story cafe has a capacity of 100 customers at one time. At peak travel times, some 30,000 tourists come to Wangting every day. Considering the population of Wangting is no more than 80,000, this is quite a few. Chen Yongming, who is responsible for overseeing Wangting's modern agricultural and rural tourist development, says more efforts will be made to entice urban tourists. 
We'll continue to improve infrastructure here. While we preserve the original farm landscape, we'll revamp the irrigation channels. We'll build more asphalt roads and put up more street lands. By doing this, we aim to create a scenic spot centered on agriculture and farmland. It will be like a city at night, but you can see farmland which you can't see in the city. While there are high-rise buildings in the city, here are one-story or two-story well-decorated villa-like farmhouses. You can breathe fresh air and enjoy wonderful views here beside the Taihu Lake. The development of Wangting is part of a national plan to modernize agriculture and revitalize the rural regions. In March 2018, Han Changfu, Minister of Agriculture and Rural Affairs, said China would see a promising and lucrative agricultural industry, a beautiful countryside and well-off farmers. He promised that farming would become an attractive profession, while rural areas would become beautiful and prosperous, as the country steps up its effort to revitalize its vast rural regions. Thanks, Wu Jia. With that, we conclude this edition of Selfie. We really hope you enjoyed it. For more, you can log on to our website, chinaplus.cri.cn. From our producer, Yin Shouqi, this is Tony Reed. Bye for now.